Hey, hey, Annika here. Uh, as I promised last week in episode nine, where I'm afraid there's a little bit of a background noise, like <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I'm I'm not yet where I want to be when it comes to the audio editing situation, but um, we'll get there. But I wanted to respond to some more of the questions I received before an ETV interview I did on confidence. So let's talk about confidence in the area of parenting. And here are some of the questions. How is confidence built and what factors influence our level of confidence, especially interesting for raising children? Another one was, as a parent, what can you do to instill confidence in your children from an early age on? And the last one was, how do you nurture both self-esteem and self-confidence in children? As you can see, the questions are very similar. I'm, and I mean, I'm not a parenting expert. I'm just a mom trying to do my absolute very best all the time, not being super successful all the time, but hopefully some of the time. All parents have these questions. We all want to crack the code of how to raise confident children. Make our little ones grow up to be great women and men with great values, who love themselves and are confident and comfortable in their own skin. Unimportant fact number one, I am certified in parenting. I'm a certified parenting coach, but that's not where any opinion or experience I may have on parenting comes from. I actually got certified as a parenting coach because I wanted to make sure I am the absolute best parent I can be. But like all of you, real parenting expertise comes from being a parent, not from studying it. From putting our heart and soul into it, from moments of glory and crying happy tears when you see your child almost burst of pride when they hand you their homemade artwork of macaroni glue and a feather that you receive on Mother's Day. To all the times you feel like such a lousy parent when you just can't seem to do it right, you're not enough and they don't hear what you say even when you scream like a crazy monkey. It's hard to describe parenting, really, because it's so incredibly deep and wide and fun sometimes and intense and tiring and overwhelming and wonderful and difficult all at the same time. Like I usually say, it's our greatest opportunity for personal growth. As a single mother, raising three children born in 14 months, living in a foreign country far away from family support, with my oldest just turned teenager, I can't believe that, and the twins very preteen, my whole house is trembling with hormones and mood swings, including my own. I regularly feel, especially the past couple of months in lockdown, like I'm at a personal development, hardcore crash course boot camp with a touch of parenting. I sat down before and I asked myself, what have I learned about parenting in these past 13 years of being a mother? Did you ever think of that? What have you learned being a parent? I think that's a really great question to ask oneself. And I also think that it's a question we typically don't ask ourselves. For now, I came to the conclusion that, and this is what works in my little family. It may not be the same in another family because we all have different personalities and characters. But in my family, the value of talking together listening and understanding what the other family members thinks and feels and wants, both as a group and separately one child and me, but mostly all, all four of us together. That's 
what connects us in a powerful way. We talk about everything, what to eat for dinner, how to enjoy our Friday night together, what movie we want to see. And ah, just to be transparent here, we've wasted enormous amounts of time, if you add it up, on extremely irritating disagreements on what movie to watch, sometimes including tears and lasting so long that we end up not getting to watch a movie at all. Three different wills. I know some parents would say now, that's wrong, you should just make a decision as a parent and move forward. Yes, on certain things, I totally agree with that. But on other points, I want my children to learn the importance of negotiating, of getting to a mutual agreement, learning to give and take. You can't always get what you want. We're making progress, slowly. Slow progress is better than no progress, right? So for me, what I have learned from being a parent and especially in raising confident children is the, imp the importance of talking together about love, sadness, what happens in the world right now, about horrible nightmares, too much homework, what we want to do during the holidays, if we can go anywhere, and what we like most with each other, what we can do better. We have dinner table game that we have invented. We, uh, I ask questions like, who spends the most time doing this, that, or the other? Who is the quickest to respond when mom asks for help? Um, who makes the most delicious pancakes? <laughs> Maybe that's me. Actually, one of my kids is catching up on me. Uh, who has the most trouble finding the dirty laundry basket? Ah, we all know who that is, because this person's socks are found high and low, spread all over our house. Maybe you Hannah, have one of them in your family as well. But so the questions are made up uh, on the go, and everyone around the table gets to vote who they think is the person. It's not about being the best. It's about acknowledging who has this character trait. Some of the questions point out strengths. Some are entertaining. Some are things that could improve. Uh, and some remain unanswered, as we don't know. It's become a tradition we all like, and half the game is the excitement of quickly deciding on who's the who in each question. And without knowing that it, what it would lead to, I can see that this game has contributed with a lot of things when it comes to building confidence and self-esteem. My children are very comfortable, at least in our home environment, talking about their strengths, about their shortcomings, about what they love doing. And uh, when you're able to increase your self-awareness, you also grow more confident, knowing what you're capable of, what you have and can achieve. This is self-confidence. So to answer the question, how do you help your child build confidence? I say, create opportunities for them to try things, to explore and create, to help you with things at home and allow them to see all the things they are capable of. And also have a conversation with them where they can talk about what they are good at, not in a boastful way, just factual. Like, I'm good at singing, I'm good at drawing, I'm good at listening, sleeping, setting the table, keeping my room tidy. None of my kids are really good at that. Self-esteem is the feeling um, related to how we regard ourselves, our value. People with low self-esteem can finish this phrase in a million different ways. I am not, fill in the blank, enough. Um, not educated enough, not pretty enough, not interesting enough, not popular, not strong, not powerful enough, not, not enough. If your child expresses things like this, that they are not enough of something, help them shift perspective and finish 
the phrase like, um, I like myself because I am, because I'm funny, smart, kind, helpful, uh, polite, clever, a fast learner, a good student, happy, a great brother or sister. By having conversations like this with your child, uh, by really wanting to know them, you help them creating a thinking pattern of being heard, seen and understood, being comfortable in that situation uh, and feel that they are loved, that they are good at certain things, that they are wonderful. If a child starts off in life with this as a base in their thinking pattern, they are well equipped for the challenges they have ahead of them. And if you can help them use their thoughts to always go back to and repeat what they believe to be positive and awesome about themselves, you've instilled the most powerful positive habit they could have. Um, so many adults do not have this foundation. And I mean, it's a lot of struggle. Again, I'm not an expert on parenting. I'm just a mom trying to be the best role model I can, just like you. I regularly ask my children, do you know I love you? And they always answer yes. And then I ask, how do you know I love you? And they say, because I feel it. And maybe because I'm a freak when it comes to asking questions and finding the answers, I take it one step further and I ask, when do you feel that I love you? That last question is a favorite of mine because the answer holds a secret. If you ask your child, or any person for that matter, any age, any relationship, when do you feel that I love you? In their answer, you will find out what their love language is. Maybe you've heard of Dr. Gary Chapman. He has outlined this, um, the five love languages, as words of appreciation or affection. So the five love languages are physical touch, um, a hug, um, a kiss, a caress, um, gifts, um, I mean a gift, a pen, a macaroni with a feather, quality time, bonding, creating memories, services, like go shopping for someone, clean your room, wash the car, uh, hang the laundry, empty the dishwasher, cut the grass. My teenager just did that for me today, yes. And the first one being uh, words. I love you. Je t'aime, te quiero, mi amor. You're so pretty. Uh, yeah. A few years ago, I, as I was saying goodnight to one of my sons, I asked my question, do you know I love you? And that was the first time I continued all the way until I got to when do you feel that I love you? He was nine at the time. And um, I remember he really wanted a new bicycle. He really wanted a PlayStation and a mobile phone like all the other kids in the class. When you're a single mom, you just, I mean, the budget is not, huh, I just, yeah, just don't have a budget for, for all that. So I knew that he was focused on material things, which is not at all something that means love in my love language. Material things almost don't mean anything at all to me. But so I asked and he said, yes, he knows I love him because he can feel it. And when do you feel it? I asked. He got shy and said uh, he didn't want to say. I felt a bit sad because even if I want him to be able to express everything he feels, of course, it hurts a little bit, a mother's heart. You know, when you say, I know you love me when you buy me the things I want. But I said, no, it's okay. Please, please share with me. I really want to hear. He covered his face in the pillow, um, and I just laid there next to him, holding him in my arms. I said, please, will you tell me when you feel that I love you? 
he moved and he held he held one hand up as he was um uh, as he said uh, it's it's this and i thought he was holding something in his hand to show me but all i could see was his little hand with a tiny index finger sticking out uh, and i and i'm i looked as like is there something on his finger i wondered uh but i couldn't see anything so hmm strange i thought so i asked again what do you mean he was quiet for a while then he turned around to face me and he said it's this when you hold me and give you give me kisses here and he pointed his little finger all over his face <laughs> that was one of the best cries in my life ever i would never have thought of course i would want him to say that but i really thought he'd say something about material gifts to know how your children receive um and hear, see, or feel your love, and how they express their love is a wonderful, wonderful thing to explore. My three children have three different love languages, and I make sure I intentionally express myself in a way I know they will hear, see, and feel as often as I can to help build their self-esteem. I hope you found this valuable and interesting. Check out the five love languages um, by Dr. Chapman and... Uh, if you don't already know them. They're very valuable to improve all your relationships and even get to know yourself a little bit better, perhaps. Be near your children. Uh, pour your love over them. Hold them when they're tired. Hold them when you're tired. You've got this. Thank you for listening.